Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. Join me as we have a real life discussion on how to change your life by changing your thoughts. Remember, question everything, trust yourself, and find your truth. Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. My name is Sloan Fremont, and I'm your host. This is the show where we we talk about changing our lives through changing our thoughts. And every week, I bring you different guests where we have different conversations about perspectives, uh, ways of looking at the world, and how we can really start to make those changes internally to move towards the life that we want to live. And today I have back a friend of the show, Dr. Erhard Vogel. Dr. Vogel, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Sloan. So glad to have you back here. And and for the listeners who, if this is your first time hearing uh, my conversation with Erhard, I'll just give you a brief background on him and then we're going to get into it because we always have a lot to talk about (laughs) and there's always a lot to say and the time goes fast. Yeah. So Erhard is recognized as one of the foremost meditation and self-realization teachers in the world. He is the founder of the Nataraja Yoga Ashram in San Diego. And if you've listened to our conversations in, in the past, you know Erhard's teaching method is might be different than what maybe you're used to. He his philosophy, and, and if I say this incorrectly, Erhard, please correct me, but it's it's more of the teaching from teaching to know rather than teaching for someone to hear. So your, your approach is getting people really interactive in, in what you're teaching and so they can experience it in their own life. Would that right. be- so the experience is the key word. Yeah. Because I feel the only way that you can know something, not believe what something else, like, like I say to my students always, don't believe the word I'm saying. Right. You need to know it. Because right. belief, you can be misled. People are mis- misled by false beliefs all the time. Right. But when you experience something where you can say, yes, I know this, this is so, then you've got something. And so my teaching is more done as a way of stimulating the experience of what we're talking about. So it's also a, a two-way or an interconnected event it's not only i am speaking but you are speaking with me right we're speaking together yes and we're experiencing together and we're in the moment right when we have these conversations we're in the moment we're not five miles down the road trying to think of the next thing to say we're actually experiencing yes Yes. and that's what we invite the listeners to do as well when they are listening to our shows and, and and this goes for anything but we're talking right now about the show actually experience this conversation with us. Yes, exactly. And then it's not just something that you file away in your mind. It's something you have within you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you, you like sometimes I have students who want to take notes of things that I say in class. And I say, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Experience it then you have it with you. You don't have to memorize things. Right. It's in you, you know, and that also then stimulates, if it's in you, it stimulates you to live accordingly. Yes. And act, act accordingly, conduct your life according to the knowledge that you have gained. 
Yes. To me, that, that feels like settling in the, what we discuss settles into me and it's not like you're saying, it's not a note-taking memorization school type task. This is, this is real life, right? Real life is experience. Yes. That's how we, 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 I, I think that's how we understand ourselves. That's how we understand each other. And that's how real change happens. Yeah. And then, you know, the thing is, in, in life, most people don't live in the moment as you were just talking about. Right. Because most people tend to live in terms of what they are, whatever the circumstances and conditions are, those stimuli take, them, take their mind and their feelings and emotions outside of themselves to those stimuli, and then you respond to those stimuli with, with your feelings feelings and your emotions and with your mind, you respond to those stimuli. So you can do all of that and not related to yourself at all. It's almost like you're not involved. It's only your mind and feelings and emotions may be involved, if that. I had somebody today speak to me about not knowing what feelings are. Interesting. And so um, actually we talked about that last week too. And I told her to, you know, look up what the dictionary says about feelings. And I probably shouldn't have said that because she came with all kinds of notes (laughs) and and had uh, written down like feeling sadness or frustration or, or joy or so, but she didn't. She didn't know what feelings she had. Interesting. And, and that's not uncommon. I had somebody ask me this week if my feelings drive my behavior, and I said absolutely. And I didn't really think that there was any other way to live than being driven by my feelings. Do you still feel that? Sometimes I do. Yeah. I feel like my feelings. Then you're in trouble. Depending on, I mean, but sometimes the feelings are good feelings and those good feelings are carrying me. And sometimes the feelings are, are not good feelings. And then those are the ones that pull me back. Your feelings can mislead you, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I'm not saying not to feel your feelings. Right. But there is a stance that you can take where you can experience your feelings and just experience them and don't have to then do what those feelings indicate. Yeah, like, not get swept you, up in you them. Could, you could feel sadness, but you don't have to drag yourself through a sad day. Right. You know? Uh, you can be with the sadness and be okay with it and let it be, then it'll work itself through. But if you become obsessive about uh, that sadness, you'll be repeating it with the experience of it within yourself over and over and over again and make that the modality for you. Yeah. And, you know, what I realized with with feeling like, let's say, sadness or um, grief or whatever you might be experiencing those, those, 
in my earlier days, I would have tried to escape those types of what I would call negative feelings. I would have tried to do whatever I could to escape the feelings. Right. And as I've gotten older and, and I've experienced sitting with those types of feelings as they go through, as the waves go up and down, I found that experiencing the feeling, whatever it is, negative in this case, perceived negative, not, I don't. Good, good distinction. Because yeah. I, I always say there are no positive feelings and there are no negative right. feelings. They're just feelings. Right. And sitting with those feelings and letting those waves come and go. And like you're saying, not, not always getting caught up with them, letting them be what they are. It, it felt like to me that those, they then go through me. They're not locked in or stuck in me. They, they're going through me and it may be waves of that back and forth, but having that, that willingness to sit there with those feelings as uncomfortable as they are, um, was a much better experience than, than trying to fight them off. Very good. I really agree with you. We have, uh, <clears throat> there's something that's, that I call the silent observer. Mm -hmm. Where you do what I think what, what you were just talking about is you just sit there and be open to any feelings to flow through you, but you don't attach yourself to them. Yeah. So that's why, why it's important also to have, you know, no classification of positive and negative feelings. They're just feelings to let them flow through and don't hold on to them. Right. And then they, they, they go through you and they, they, achieve what they're there for and then you're open for whatever else comes next in the next moment right and that living in the moment as we talked earlier being here being present because in that in that resistance to those feelings or wanting to escape the feelings you're so far from the moment right if i was doing that i was way down the road trying to get to a different place or um, hurry up and, and, and make this happen kind of thing, which brought on, you know, all, all kinds of other feelings on top of the one that I was trying to get away from. And right. the person that you were talking about that said that they couldn't feel then, um, that's interesting to me because I feel like I have a lot of feelings. So in, in those interest, in those situations, maybe where listeners are, can relate to that, where they, they don't feel that they can feel, is that from pushing feelings away for so long? Is that from what, what could you talk a little bit more about that? Cause that's, that's new to me. Well, okay. <clears throat> it, yes, it, you, the thing is, why would you push feelings away? Because they are a very rich source of experience, aren't they? Right. Yeah. But it starts with that classification. These are bad feelings. These are sad feelings. These feelings hurt. Yes. That's the thing. Yes. First of all, everybody has feelings. Even right. this person who doesn't know that she has feelings. Of course she has feelings, but she has adopted the pose of automatically uh, canceling them out, mm -hmm. not acknowledging them, not wanting to experience them because she's afraid deep within People are afraid that they will hurt so much that it's going to tear them apart. They cannot bear it. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's going to hurt them so much. Right? Yeah. So like she was saying, 
Well, it started when I was 10 and my father died, whom I, whom I loved so deeply. And she came to, to um, came into the room, into the house when, you know, when, when he was dead and people, the family were like, they were, some were crying and they were upset and so on. And she couldn't figure out why they were so upset. Because, uh, well, somebody told her that, um, one a family member told her that her father had has gone somewhere. He will be back eventually. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And so why, why is everybody so upset? She believed that. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and, and it stayed that way. Even when she knew he was dead, she still had it in her that he will be back. He's just gone away for a little while. So this is totally contrary to the facts of the situation. Right. right. And that's what we do. Our feelings are meant to be a response, how we are responding to a certain situation. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's a natural response. If a loved one dies, that you are upset, that you're sad, that you hurt and so on. But when you deny that, you're tying your, it's like you're chaining yourself to the feelings that you're denying so that they're always with you. Yeah. And you have to keep on denying them. Yeah. And that, that yeah. energy of the denial and, and even, yeah. even that, like you mentioned, the assignment of the meaning of the feeling. Right. And so here, here's another point that comes with that. In order to assign the uh, title to the feeling, like this is a sad feeling, this is a feeling I don't want to have. How do you know? Well, you have to feel it, right? right? Right. And then you, only then can you deny it. But so if you don't want that, you have to deny all feelings before you can identify them. Right. So that's how you have a person who doesn't even know what a feeling is, let alone that she has feelings. Right. Right. And, the, and that's really sad. Yes. And, and I imagine a very difficult way to live life because you're in constant battle with yourself. And I, I would imagine that's very exhausting to, to live yeah. that way. Well, it's a well-known fact that many people are out of touch with their feelings. Right. What right. you can say? Oh, for sure. I would say a, a, probably a majority. Yes, I totally agree. And I. So that's how that happens. Right. And it's, it, it's almost, I don't know, I guess it depends on maybe how people grew up, but um, it, it's often encouraged to deny your feelings, right? Let's say like a corporate work environment, right? Keep the straight face. Don't show any emotion. Um, maybe yeah. some people's families are like that, right? Some people have that. Um, maybe we're taught that in school in various places. So the denial of feelings that cultural, I think, um, uh, way of being is, is very common. And it, 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 it's, it shows up in so many ways that we don't realize, I think. And so I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this today with feelings and with, and I'll take it back to what we talked about at the beginning about why we're here and why we do these conversations, right? We do these, you and I have these conversations to bring this knowledge to people who are ready to hear it. We have it to 
I think, explain this in a different way. So if people want to start participating in life, the things that we talk about here are how you do that. Right. So this last part that you said is to me of cardinal importance that you apply this knowledge to the way that you conduct your life. So your actions, conducting your life is the action of your life, you know, so that all of your relationships and so on are infused then with the richness of that knowledge. Because otherwise, we are living in a very superficial way. Right. And if I mean, I know I've talked about on here, my experience with experiencing it in our conversation and knowing it is that feeling in my body when I feel the the loosening or I feel my stomach unclenched that I really didn't even know that it was clenched. And as I go away from our conversations and I think about this in my life, it starts to change the things that you do. You do things differently when you start right. looking at life this way. And that is how that is how change happens, right? We don't continue on the same path that we are and expect for change. We have to do something different. We have to look at us, whatever it is, different action has to be, has to be taken. And so uh, the things that we talk about here in the, I think what we stress and what we encourage for everybody listening is to start um, applying this in your own life and, and see how that changes, see what that does yeah. for you. See, I see this as a, uh consciously involving yourself in your own evolution. Right. Yeah. Like- right? So evolution is not a passive thing that we just, well, it, to some degree, it, it happens to us whether we agree to it or not. But the evolution that we're talking about as human beings, we're capable of consciously engaging and involving ourselves in our evolution. Right. And we've got something then we are fulfilling the reason for being human. Right. Because a cabbage head can't do that, (laughs) you know? And a lot of humans live like as if they had a cabbage head above their shoulders. That they do. And in their chest. (laughs) That they do. And it's, it's, um, well, it's amazing to me that they, that people do, but again, why we're, we're doing this is, um, is to encourage participation. And so I want to move into what I want to kind of, well, everything we, our conversations always go so many directions, which is why I love talking to you, but I had, there was a pearl of wisdom that you sent out, um, last week, I think. And if, uh, for the listeners who aren't aware, um, Earhart sends out a pearl of wisdom every week, and it's usually a very short, but very succinct statement that has so much packed into each word. <laughs> and I like having conversations about those because they, they're so, um, well, again, another way to experience to know. So this one was, they run away from the light and mistake the ensuing shadow as their identity. So this kind of goes along with what we've been talking about with you know, with experiencing ourselves, but maybe we could start in that statement. What does light and shadow mean in that statement? Well, I guess you could say light is the conscious experience of being Mm -hmm. and shadow is to be in the darkness of ignorance regarding yourself. Right. And, you know, uh, try sometimes to ask your friends to define their their being, their real identity, and you'll get weird answers. You'll get 
amongst the most prevalent answer is usually, are you okay? Why, why are you asking such a right. question? Why are you asking me that? Right, exactly. Well, it's the most important question because how can you conduct your life for you? Because isn't your life supposed to be for you, right? Yes. Uh, oh no, that's selfish, people will say. That's the, 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 the excuse usually. So what you're presenting then to yourself is to other people in your lack of selfishness is you're presenting somebody who you're not. Right. Because right. you're not in, if you're not in touch with who you really are, you cannot relate to somebody uh, in that ignorance as, as the real you. Right. And like you were mentioning, the person who had denied their own feelings and, and was at a point where they thought they couldn't feel anything with denying our own, our own selves, our own light. I, I know I've been through this. I, and again, it's a process, but I think many people also don't know the real version of themselves. They don't know who, who they really are. There's so many masks and so many layers on trying to, um, you know, show up in certain ways as they feel like people expect them to. And so when we start to peel those off and, in um, instead of moving away from it, start moving towards it and yeah. wake up to who we really are. Um, that, I mean, that, that movement towards that, because there is that, I guess, if you haven't done it, if you've been in your own shadow and, and, and it can feel scary, it can feel overwhelming. It can feel all of these things. But as we mentioned, change is yeah. Can you just insert something here? Yes. The fear is not due to the light. It's due to being in the darkness. Right. Yes. But yes. we think that we, we get afraid when the lights get turned on. Right. Yes. And that, that movement, I guess what I, what I've noticed in my own life is we, we want changed. We want to change, let's say any, any sort of change, but we don't want to do what's required of the change. And, and it's something required for the change. We have to do something different. We have to, like we were talking about, take different actions, have some, there has to be something different. And Wanting it is not enough. Right, right. You, you got to respond to that want, you know. And But, you know, uh, like we have an open house every two months or so. And I usually end up saying after I've, I've talked to them for the evening, mm -hmm. I, I usually end up saying, may you value yourself sufficiently yes. to do something about this, to find out, to find out who you really are because the ma grand majority of people don't know who they really are. No. And I would, I, that was in my notes. I was actually what I was going to bring up next because that was one of the key, when we first started talking, that was one of the key statements that you said that woke me up to where, to, to, to how I wanted to experience myself. And it, it, it's one of those statements that gets you at your own attention, because I think most of us will think, well, of course I value myself sufficiently. But if you look at your actions, if you look at what you're doing, if you look at, are you living the same day over and over and over again, saying you want something ch to change, but nothing is changing, right? There's, there's, you have, like you said, you have to want it and to want it. 
you have to do it. <laughs> right. And yet there has to be an, an action involved. And we talked even yeah. last month about the, the top, the title of the podcast, create what you speak. We, you and I, our conversation last month was about that, about um, yeah. what that means, but then also that action portion of that, right. Put, yes. Putting it into action. Yeah. And I think when we, we need to start paying attention to those kinds of questions that we're asking ourselves, not just saying, yes, I do value myself when we're having some interaction or we're, you know, listening to something like this, but then you go off and 99% of your time, you live your life in the opposite of that. Right. Right. So wishing and wanting and uh, is not enough because if you don't take action, it's just fantasizing. Right. And fantasies are not really, fantasies are not reality. (laughs) That's why they're called fantasies. Right. You know, Yes, and that movement towards the light, movement towards that that true, true version the of ourselves. Yes, consciously, consciously experiencing. It's yes. um, it's kind of redundant because it's just saying being conscious. Yes, but the root of consciousness is to be in the experience of you being. Yes, right? because if you're not experiencing that you're being then the root of consciousness is missing and you can be experiencing the weather and uh, the words and all the circumstances and conditions. But if you're not relating it to an awareness of being, then that stuff is just out there. Right. Your experiences are just out there. Yes. And so bringing that back in that, I I think all of our, our conversations so far have been, I mean, it hasn't been said in this way of, you know, moving towards the light, but that's been what, that's the purpose. That, that is what, what we've been talking about on pretty much every episode that we've talked about And that, that shadow that I think maybe most people are so used to being in that, that ignorance of themselves as a, maybe a form of protection or maybe a, um, maybe just, they don't know, right. Or maybe they just have never heard it. Who knows? There's, there's very, there's many reasons, but that, that moving towards the light, that, that, consciously experiencing ourselves is, is, I feel like at least for myself and I, and I, I think if people are listening to the show, they're probably feeling the same. Like I'm at a point that I, I can't not do that anymore. I I can't live in that shadow. I can't live in that ignorance of myself. I will not tolerate it for myself. When you take that stance for yourself, when you take that when you make, it's like you put the stake in the ground and say, I'm not living in that shadow anymore. I'm not doing it. I am moving towards my light, my conscious experience. It it felt for me. And, and I made that decision a while ago and it's still an ongoing process, obviously, but it, it, it felt to me that making that decision and calling that and claiming it helped some of that fear fall away. It helped it. It didn't feel as like it, it didn't, the shadow didn't feel it had the power over me like it maybe had previously. I don't know if that makes sense. Well, it makes total sense. In fact, I would say if when you're successful with the pursuit of real experience that brings real knowledge, the, sh- the shadow becomes eliminated. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to work on that for the rest of your life. You can you can stand up and be decisive and say, you know, okay, I'm going to find out who I am. And that's not difficult. 
Right. Like with my program, people they they are secure that they know who they are, and it's not just wishful thinking. They know who they are. Then it's just a matter of of enacting it, putting it into action, living it. You know, right. having that be the 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 foundation of all of your experience has to be consciousness. Consciousness right. is the awareness of the being that you are, not the awareness of a false idea regarding yourself. Right, you know? right. And the thing is, when you even when you begin working on this, and it it's it's not something that happens automatically. It doesn't happen even through a lot of experience unless you direct the experience and focus the experience according to you, you know? Right. Um, circumstances and conditions will not do that. Sometimes <clears throat> a very intensive experience may shake you up, and usually people then discover, God, I better do something about myself, right? right? And they, yeah. they, they hit rock bottom make, and, yeah. They make their New Year's resolution in July, if it happens in July. Right. But, but then they don't follow through, you know? The, and, but you need to follow, if you do follow through, that's where the joy of life comes in. Yeah. That's where you feel that you're a creative participant in your life now. Yeah. And you become rock solid secure because once you have the experience of self, the real self that you are, I write it with a capital S, not the little ego self, right. you know? Once you're in touch with that, you're absolutely secure no matter what the circumstances are that will come to me, I will always have that. I have the security of being, being in the knowledge and the conscious experience of myself every moment. So even if something uh, either tragic or, or painful or so happens, I have that. Right. And, and it doesn't mean I deny what happens out, out there or even what happens in my heart. I don't deny it, but I have that security that of the being that I am, which, which is the constant, right? And with that, I can take anything. Yes. And when you're, when you're talking about that, that living in our light and our having a conscious experience and, and once you know who you are and you know, and you're, you're, you're rock solid in that. Then to me, it like, what comes to mind is it's like a daily tending to that, right? It's, 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 it's a daily. Well, you actually, you don't have to tend to it anymore because you're living it. You're, you're living, you're continuing in conscious consciousness in awareness yeah. of the being that you are. So yeah. whatever you do is related or comes forth from that awareness of the being that you are. And therefore there's balance, there's constancy. And, you know, with the lights on, you don't run into walls anymore. Right. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. And what a better way to live, right? What, what this, this living in the shadows, maybe, maybe listeners, um, are experiencing that now living in the shadows and living in have for some time. I know, um, I know what that's like. We all do. And that conscious choice to, 
I'm, this is no longer for me. I, I will not stand for it. There's so much power in that if you're willing to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like if a blind person were to see, were to know of sighted persons who go through life with a black blindfold on all day and all night, every day and every night, that blind person would say, what the heck is the matter with right. you? Right? right. But that's how we are if we are not in the light of consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. And we talk about, we've talked about on, on many, um, many of the episodes, I think about being engaged in this, in our, with our lives, with ourselves in this, this consciousness, because then we start to understand tying it back to what we talked about with feelings and these internal signals that we might get this, this guidance system that we have inside of us. Then we know what those things mean for us. We're not trying to escape them. We're not trying to push them away because we know those things are parts of us and they're there for a reason. They're there for, as part of us to help us on our journey. Right. In fact, that's how we fulfill our meaning, but through the experience. Because yeah. look, is life meant to be for us to be comatose in? No, absolutely not. not. No. So comatose is to me the opposite of experience. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, we don't know really if somebody is totally without experience when they're in a coma because sometimes they register things. But the way we think of as coma yes. is like yeah. you don't experience anything. You're like you're like dead except your body is still alive. Right. You know? And so our life is not meant to be not experienced. Right. But it has to be experienced in terms of us experiencing it. And if we're not in touch with who we are, we, the experiences don't come to us. They come to a false idea that we live with of who we are, not to yeah. us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the biggest tragedy. Yeah. Life is meant to be experienced. So the, the meaning of life lies in its experience. Yes. And think about, I think about in my own life experiences that I've pushed away for various reasons. And it, it wakes you up to yourself with that, you know, that um, experiences are meant to be experienced. That's life. And I so, think yeah. So it's, it's, I should modify what I just said, because it's not just in its experience. It's in your experience of yourself in this life. Yes. Because yeah. you can experience trees, mountains, weather, talking and all that. But if you don't relate it to yourself, to your awareness of yourself, then it's just outer experiences that vanish the moment they're over. Right. Yeah. Well, this week we've been talking about all kinds of things. We've talked about feelings. We've talked about moving towards the light of our own consciousness moving out of the shadows we've talked about um other things i can't remember we've been all over the place kind of today but this has been a very good conversation um, it's all been about the same thing hasn't it yeah it has yes all been about us take valuing ourselves sufficiently yeah. to take hold of our life and give it to ourselves yes and experience, experience that it. 
Yeah, exactly. Change ourselves in it. Yes. And so we, we, we asked this last month and I'm going to ask it again to the listeners. What, what are you currently doing? What are you currently doing about it in your life? Are you, do you value yourself sufficiently? And if you say yes to that, then what are you doing to experience yourself? What are you doing? And and we want to hear from you. You're doing that. You're doing something very important. So that is, you, you keep on bringing it back to the point, you know, yeah, you can say yes to all of these things and still not do anything about it. Right, right. That's how, how a lot of people do it, you know. I have a little side thought. When you mentioned the pearls of wisdom mm-hmm. uh, and you described them as like a succinct thought, right, yes. presented yes. and with a nice picture because I like pictures. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Photographs I've taken all over the world. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. well, not all over the world, but many parts of the world. And people can receive those by email uh, if they uh, if they send in their email address. Yes. You can send it in to, to you or to me. So you can give them those links, right? And, um, or they can see them on Facebook my, under my name. Yes. And I'll link to that in the show notes for for the listeners to find that easy. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that was the side thought. <laughs> yes. And I would encourage everybody listening to sign up for those because like I said, very succinct, very, uh, and the pictures are amazing, but they're, they always, I mean, for me, I'm left with thinking more about how can I experience myself more? How can I, how can I experience myself. And I think those doing things like this, like having those kinds of reminders, that's an action somebody could take, right? Sign up for the, for, for the, to get the pearls of wisdom and actually read them and reflect on those and, and see what that means for you, right? See what that means in your own life. And so when we talk about and, and as you said, when I ask, what do you, cause you can, you can say you want this, you can say you value yourself, you can say a lot of things, but, but the next question I'm always going to ask is what are you doing about it? Because right. there, are, there are so many, so many ways to consume information that is not like what we're talking about today with experiencing it, but it's often, um, it goes in like, you know, one ear and out the other kind of, that's, and there's no, there's no benefit to it. And, and the information that we're talking about today has significant value um, if you're willing to do something. So each week I'm going to keep reminding, or each month I'm going to keep reminding the listeners and asking, what are you doing about this? Because um, there's, it's important. And it's, it's why, why we have these conversations. It's why I do this show is to help people do exactly what we're talking about on here and wake up to themselves, wake up, go towards the light, stop running towards the, the shadow and, and move towards the light and see how your life changes. See how experiencing yourself, um, see what that does for you. Completely different way of being. And then experience how life becomes not only light, lighted, but light. You yeah. become lighter, yeah. you become, your life becomes more graceful and more smooth because you're not working against yourself anymore. Right. When you're, yes. when you're in denial of your existence by not experiencing it, then, you know, you, you run into trouble all the time. That's right. the cause of our suffering. Right. I think we did. And that's a, a big statement to make, you know, that it somehow is. our suffering is rooted in the 
denial of self-experience. Yes. And maybe we'll pick up on that topic next month because I know we've talked about it before, but I think that's always worth revisiting um, that, that impact that, that suffering has and what it does to us and in understanding our choice in it as well, I think. You know, it just occurs to me, would, would you allow yourself to drive the freeways every day in unconsciousness? No. Why not? (laughs) Well, I would, (laughs) I would, first off, that would be very dangerous and who knows what would happen and it would likely cause death because you wouldn't be, you had no idea where you're supposed to be doing. Right. So you can, so that's my analogy for going through life yes. in yes. unconsciousness. Yes. Now, when we're driving, we can have, we can relate to a little smidgen of consciousness to accommodate the driving, you know, uh, to do it without accidents and so on. Right. But for life, we don't even do that. Right. Many people don't even do that because they, you can't be aware of being when you don't know what who that being is. Right. Exactly. My guest this week has been Dr. Erhard Vogel, author of A Dialogue with Death, The Teacher of Life, an Ancient Story for the Modern World. So Erhard, as we close out today, what's one thought you want to leave with the listeners today? Everything that we said. (laughs) (laughs) Go back and listen again. I think this has been a really good conversation that's worth a second or third listen because there was a lot here today. I had one thought while we were talking, which is taking action, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, When I read, I read for my own enjoyment, Mm -hmm. my own entertainment. And I I never read just words. To me, they're just vehicles of experience. Mm -hmm. So I, I experience, whatever I read, I experience, unless it's, Unless it's some boring directions for a device or so. <laughs> I usually don't read those. I have somebody yeah. else read them, for me, read them and then tell me because <laughs> I don't like it. But anyway, so I experienced. So my books, my students, like Dialogue with Death, The Teacher of Life, they read that book over and over and over again. They've written, read it dozens of times, even though it's a big book. And the smaller ones like Journey into Your Center, which is kind of like a a series of interrelated essays Mm -hmm. about just the the practicality of being you, you know? Right. Uh, Those books, like they have been read so many times, they're all, they're frayed. They just fall apart, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, and they still, they still get something new out of it every time they read them. They're very rich, they're very full, um, but also very understandable if you, uh, if you tune in, you know? Yeah, and I'll link to that. Um, I know I've linked to the Dialogue to Death book, but I'll link to all of your books in the show notes as well so the listeners can um, easily see what those are. And I think that, that pointing that out of even listening to this conversation again, you're going to be in a different place. Each time you listen to it, you're going to have had different experiences and there's, you just never know what insight might come. Um, if you're willing, again, if you willing, if you value yourself sufficiently and you're willing to take action. Yeah. And you know, part of the action in terms of what we are doing here would be, 
Wouldn't it be nice if our listeners were to respond to us? Yes. They could write to you, text to you or whatever, uh, and respond to what they've experienced through our podcast here, yes. you know, and yes. or ask questions and ask for more, more elaboration on certain things and or tell what difficulty do, do they have to understand this or that? Or how do they want to cope with that? I, I wish we had like a, a, a almost a, a call in. Yeah. Show, right. But, yes, that, that would be nice. I wish I could. I'm not sure how I could pull that off, but that would be really nice to do to have people call in. And, and that's a really good point. I mean, um, we want definitely want to hear your questions. Anything you want us to expand on or if you want to share your own experiences, you can always email us. My email is sloanfremont at pm.me. I'll put um, the email in the show notes. And you can also comment on any of our social media. Any questions mm-hmm. you have, any comments, um, we read those. And last month, we actually we had a comment that we um, expanded on in the show. So we're, we're always open to that. So um, please do take action. <laughs> like we've talked about today, take action yeah. and, and move yourself forward. Because when you're willing to do that, when you're willing to step up for yourself and do that kind of stuff, and then you, you hear our response, you're going to open up even further and you're going to keep opening right. if you're willing to do that. Yes. Good. Good. Yes. Well, Earhart, thank you again for joining us. As always, it's such an amazing conversation each month when we talk. Well, it's easy, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. It just flows. Yeah. It is. Well, and I enjoy speaking with you. You have many good ideas. So. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, you've been listening to the Create What You Speak podcast brought to you by webtalkradio.net. You can also hear the podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and your favorite podcasting platform. I'm Sloan Fremont, and I hope you'll join me for the next episode of the Create What You Speak podcast, where we will continue to free our minds, expand our consciousness, and untangle those thoughts and patterns that keep us from living the life we desire. Check out my website, sloanfremont.com, to learn more.